welcome to Pure Health Podcast. Your weekly guide on how to live a healthy whole food life. Where two clinical nutritionist sisters, Kirsty and Nicole, talk about their experience in the clinic looking into gut health, women's health and weight loss. Plus, unfiltered banter behind the scenes of work, life and play. Welcome back, guys. Hello. I cannot believe it is four weeks until Christmas. Wow. Less than. We say this every time. I know. It's crazy. It is crazy because I've done nothing. <laughs> You've done nothing? Oh, I guess I've got nothing planned for Christmas Oh, yet. right. And zero shopping. <laughs> oh, story of my life. I always do it on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Probably because so many people we, have anxiety. We've but got like, a, oh, we can't it. even do that this year. We've got an engagement party Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. So, no, that's the day before. But anyway, we're not really doing presents this year. We're doing like a few secret Santas. Yeah. But more no, presents. we're not even though. That was meant to be on this family yeah. Christmas. I've got one with Elliot's family and then that's it. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like every year it's like just I'm not really into presents these neither. days. It's not my love language. No, neither. <laughs> I mean, Scotty and I give each other a puppy so it's perfect. I know. Ellie and I just dropped a lot of money on a house furniture like because I'm moving in and we're like okay definitely no presents this can be each other's yeah, present a new fridge <gasps> stitch up we got our fridge yesterday and there's a bloody dent in it I was like the worst I know it's like when you so buy clothes that you don't fit guys I'm like I did that with my shoe black Friday sales oh yeah no my so he's gonna be on me I keep ordering stuff to the clinic so he doesn't see what I buy <laughs> I love how you're whispering Scotty don't listen to this I know it keeps turning up to the clinic. I might got into a new. Does anyone else do that where their partner's going to kill them if they do online shopping? So they like order, order it to their workplace. Yeah, or to their workplace. Or their friend's house. Luckily, Scott doesn't listen to this podcast because he would kill me if he knew that I've been doing that. <laughs> Boys just don't get it. Men are from Mars and women know what is, way is it. But like they don't get it. Like, you know, it's. I mean, he just did a shopping haul the other week and it's like. But it's about what you prioritize. Yeah. Boys spend like trillions of dollars on car stuff, like and boats and yeah. stuff, and like, and he goes and buys like and I don't tools. Know. And like, he spent like six hundred dollars on fucking Max tracks for his car. Like oh, seriously, like honestly, you know, I'm allowed to buy myself a dress <laughs> or two. You know? That is six thousand dollars. And you know, it's and also I said to him, I was like, you wear your bloody overalls on site all day at work. I was like, I have to look good for my clinic, and he's like, you can wear the same clothes. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, you wear your orange overalls every day. <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, so men. how are we, how are we feeling? <laughs> we lost the plot, yeah? Yeah. Lost the plot lost at the end the of the year. One of my friends replied to my story because I was like, what am I talking about again in my stories yesterday? It is like everyone at this time of year. And yeah. this podcast kind of ties in perfectly because I think a lot of us are reaching for the sugar and all the things and just obviously everyone's very social this time of year in general. There's like, just a lot happening. Like socially, like every year it's like this, but like yeah. fuck a duck. It is. And I was saying to Kirsten, I, like, I don't even feel stressed, but I just feel like overwhelmed because there's just mm. so much on. It's mm. just like, okay, one day at a time, just uh, work your way through it. But yeah, definitely this time of the year when it comes to eating and that's going to change like our mm. obviously patterns around food and we're going to be eating out more and maybe indulging a bit more. Mm. And for a lot of people that can bring anxiety or stress with mm. not a lack of control, but I guess just that change in routine and that mm. feeling of guilt that comes with it. So we'll have a more specific episode with how to navigate that yeah, kind of cause balance. It's, Cause it's very easy to do. Like, I mean, I've like had the most hectic weekend ever. Yeah. And I did it with such good balance. Like I literally mm. ate so healthy all weekend and I woke up fucking tired but felt good, if that <laughs> makes sense. Like I didn't get much sleep on the weekend because Scotty's whole family was over from Ireland and 
um, Victoria. Yeah. Um, but like I didn't drink much. I'm in my I think when you non-drinking leave. era. <laughs> You've actually been doing very well. <laughs> I think when you lead with the intention, like we always say, with mm. focusing on how you feel yes. naturally, you don't want to like well, overdo it. But, I agree. But it's also having that healthier relationship with yourself and your body mm. and allowing yourself to have these foods mm. and like not having that all or nothing 100%. approach. Like even with alcohol at the moment, like, you know, I, I had a few on the weekend. I haven't really drunk for like at least six weeks, like any Apart from I was at a long long lunch for a 30th down south a few weeks ago and I had one. Um, but, yeah, I think it's like leading with how you want to feel is the, the, like, yes, don't get me wrong, guys. Like I'm sitting in these situations and I'm like, oh, I guess I would really like to have maybe a drink or two. And sometimes I will. But also like I just focus on how I'm going to feel. And I, for me personally, mm. I'm at a point in my life where like even one or two doesn't make me feel good like mm. after. So it's not really worth it. Um, yeah. And especially like there's so many yummy like mocktail things these days. But same with the food. Like, well, It's just finding your balance. Yeah. Like if you have one cocktail, enjoy it, and then next one mm. have a mocktail. Yeah. Like it's not about I can't have anything. No, it's not about you can't have. But it's also asking yourself how you feel. Like, you know, if you're feeling like really – like for me, I don't know, a few weeks ago I was just feeling like really bloated and like ugh. So I didn't feel like having a drink, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yet on Saturday – it was like we're at a, like an Airbnb and cot and it was a really nice afternoon and I was like, I feel like a margarita. So I made myself a margarita like – and same with the food. Like I think it's just a like – A margi. A margi. A coconut margi may say. They're the best things ever. Um, but like the same goes with food. It's like kind of checking in with yourself. Like if you really feel like it, have it but, and then have mm. a small amount of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is where like you have to not see any food as good or bad. Like although like – we want to eat like we've gone on about for in that last podcast episode eating whole foods predominantly like mm. 98% of the time. Like even if you do have some of these more ultra processed foods, they're not inherently like, I mean, I know we probably said in the podcast last week we did make them sound like they're bad, but there's no such thing as good or bad food. It's just ultra processed food versus whole foods. It's this more nutritious, what's going to leave me feeling poor. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just it's not if bad. you look at it analytically, like this has yeah. this amount of nutrition value, it's going to make yeah. you. And this is going to make me feel good after. Yeah. This is not going to, this one's going to maybe give me that endorphin hit while I eat it for five minutes, which mm. is what we're all addicted to versus this one's going to like taste amazing, but also make me feel amazing after. Mm. I think that's what we focus on. So, um, but any clinic updates at the moment? Just busy. We have oh hired. Oh, God, that scared me. Sorry, doll. <laughs> Keeping you on your toes, doll. We have hired a naturopath, which I'm so excited about. She's gorgeous. Yes. And we've got a new admin. We've just got a new another nutritionist to the team that's going to be doing um, like a lot of our the secret project next year. Going to be doing like some lots of um, content for us and like yeah. stuff. She's amazing. I love her vibe. Um, <laughs> and then yes there's lots of and then Anna is officially finished up with us there's lots of moving parts oh the it's a pretty t- crazy time yeah. of the year to be like changing stuff and it's not by choice either like just that's just happened with pregnancies yeah and just like where our clinic fit out happened and just not being ready and growing the team and yeah. growing the team it's just yeah not an ideal timing for recruitment it's exciting though because 2024 is going to be a big year oh it is and i'm about to book my tickets to europe so that's why i have a goal of getting everything oh my God. really good that's so flowing anyway um so today's episode so we're a bit monotone today <laughs> We're just in our chill voice today. We are. We're in our chill voice. Not um, should you break up with sugar is the question. What's our answer? <laughs> Look, we – it's a very complicated topic because, once again, 
sugar is not inherently bad, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's no such thing as good or bad. It's inherently addictive though. But it's inherently addictive and it's the behaviours. This is the thing like how do I make so this sound sense? Like sugar itself, like even if it is from all those ultra-processed forms, like it's not going to kill you but it's the addictive natures that come with it and the overconsumption because it's yeah. addictive is where it is leads to this cycle of and, overconsuming and where it's and then where it becomes essentially bad for our health. Yeah, absolutely. So like anything you look at, like any food, like it's all about the moderation. Yes. Like if you have anything in Agreed. excess, it's going to be like not good for you. Yeah, so but, that's why like if we like just focus on one specific little thing and often studies will just be focusing on such a specific little factor but not taking into so many other mm. elements into play like um mm-hmm. into place then you know it's going to I don't know skew that and results. I think the biggest thing what, what we need say, to look at a lot of the time is what happens around our behaviors and like the and chemical in our body in our body when we consume these foods if that makes sense yeah. because it's like it's setting someone up for like the long term and also like optimal health. Mm. And like, yes, we're not saying that having like one ultra processed high sugar thing. Like is a gonna, chocolate bar away. There's, it's not going to kill you. It's not bad. But it's the habits and behaviours that come around that one because chocolate bar. let's be real, a lot of us are addicted to yeah. sugar. Most clients we have that come in to see us yeah. say their sugar cravings, of course, like me – influenced by lots mm. of other factors even the state of their gut bacteria mm. their blood into. sugar levels how you're sleeping yeah. like even you're down to your coping yeah. mechanisms like there's so many factors yeah. at play that we can't just like say you know black and white but it is the overarching kind of response that sugar has on us what, mm. that we're going to talk about today mm. and I don't think necessarily we need to go into too much depth of why sugar is bad for us. Mm. I think most of us know it's not good for us. It's linked with many mm. chronic health conditions like obesity, type 2 diabetes. Which is huge. Insulin heart resistance disease. is so big. And yeah. And I've even thought- mood disorders like depression, like mm-hmm. with its response with that, obviously sugar is increasing inflammation mm. and inflammation is one of the biggest drivers for depression. Mm. Even how it affects the body on a more like deep or a systemic mm. level, like it can alter your gut composition and your gut microbiome. Mm. These gut bugs play a massive role in producing things like mm-hmm. serotonin and dopamine, like 80 or 90% of serotonin is produced in the gut. Mm. So when you think about how not only is it affecting you in that immediate moment, but if you're having it long term, as we're saying, how it has more detriment mm. in your body, which is increasing the risk of these more chronic health conditions, yeah. I guess. And yeah, and this is where you'll see like some health professionals being out there being like, you shouldn't, and we're not saying you should restrict anything, but you get a lot of ones being like, you should eat everything. Like there's nothing wrong with just eat at moderation, but it's not taking into account. Like if you were able to control human behavior, like if you were able to make people, I don't know if I make any sense right now, but do you know what I'm saying? Like if you were able to control, if people were lab rats, mm. course, like one off every now and then a bit of ultra processed foods or sugars, there's no issue, but it's mm. the habits and behaviors that come with that food. And like I said, also we're, yeah. And we're all individual with what's driving mm. these uh, like habits and cravings in the first place. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, sugar is addictive. It impacts your dopamine receptors on your brain. Mm. And that is why it's so hard to stop. Yep. So, and unfortunately it becomes a very, um, a lot of people use as we've spoken about before as a coping mechanism. Yeah. 
So yeah, I guess it sounds like not contradictory, but we're all about moderation and balance and still allowing yourself to have small amounts. But it is when, if you're constantly having these small amounts daily, it's going to impact your health overall. So I guess what we're really big on is finding healthy alternatives Mm -hmm. that still satisfy you, satisfy what you feel like and you still get so much joy out of that food, but it's not having such a detriment detrimental effect on your health yeah because i noticed as soon as i eat anything really high in sugar like everything that comes i always remember when you had like your client gave you a box of macaroons last year for christmas yes and i remember you'd be like fuck like because you obviously don't eat that much refined sugar at all so when you had it you like got how addictive it is like you're looking for sugar the next day and it's that how and i got this massive sugar crash after it and like because it was just pure sugar obviously i didn't balance it with fats or carbs or anything like that and yeah and i was fully like where's the sugar like i finished (laughs) and i had the whole fucking packet of them and like not from a like a point where i restrict myself because i don't like i eat so many amazing things but Mm. i consume like whole food sources and I make my own versions where I never feel restricted. Like I make, I mean, you guys, if you follow Pure Health Instagram, like you guys see what we consume, like all the brownies and everything we make, but we don't use sugar. So you can have a slice and and feel feel so satisfied. Yeah. And like, yeah, it tastes bloody good. So maybe you do want another one, but it's not out of that addictive center that where you literally feel like you can't control it. Yeah. And like, it literally is like, if you're hungry and you start on something high sugary, it is like this full, like anyone who's listening to this can hear me and will be like, yeah, I get what you mean. Like you start that sugar and it's just like this insane, like insatiable, like Mm. uncontrollable urge which is the addictiveness of it. Yeah. So this is why our podcast day is why you should break up with sugar. Yeah. So I guess getting into types of sugar. Okay, so this is where people get really confused. Yeah. What like is really sugar? Confused. What is sugar? So obviously at its purest, like obviously sugar is glucose. Mm-hmm. There is different types, but essentially we're talking about glucose, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and your refined, so your refined sugars, then you've got like more your natural sugars and then you've got your sweeteners. So mm-hmm. so refined sugar is essentially anything that's like being that processed. Mm. It's often like a refined sugar often comes from a plant that mm-hmm. has been incredibly refined, so like cane sugar. Yeah. So, yeah, this refers to like your white sugar, brown sugar, raw sugar, icing sugar, so on glucose syrup, glucose syrup corn, be careful there's syrup. lots of different names as well yeah like, there are so you like might not see the word sugar but it might say yeah glucose syrup and you might yeah. not even pick up on that yeah. in the, the yeah. back of thing so, so always look in the back of your label with a packaged product and um if the first thing or the first ingredient has something along the lines of sugar you know that that product is predominantly made of sugar because yeah. that's the the first ingredient is yep. what it's most made out of. Then second of all, so your more natural sugars. Now, this is what really gets people is because they'll go to like health cafes and they'll have like vegan treats. Vegan treats or they'll have like recipes online that are like it's all natural sugar, right? And it's got like more some non-refined sugar. Non-refined sugar. And so it's got like two cups of coconut sugar in it or like three cups of dates or like. Yeah. And unfortunately, so well, dates, honey, so honey, honey, maple syrup. Maple syrup. Um, so dates, honey, maple syrup, coconut sugar are slightly, obviously a date. It's way less refined than cane sugar. Mm. You're getting a little bit of fiber in it. There is micronutrients in honey. Like there's different properties in honey. There's that have increased nutrient density, density compared to a refined cane sugar. However, the glucose present in these products is no different. And fructose. And fructose is no different than 
your ultra processed sugars. Think about how it affects your body. Like your body can't differentiate the two. No. Obviously if a date enters your body, it's got that fiber. It will help slow the release of the blood sugar. Yeah. But when you're having a coconut sugar versus a refined sugar, your body doesn't know any no. different. It's Same still going to lead to that spike of yeah. blood sugar, spike of insulin. Glucose is glu- – like it's still registered once it gets absorbed. It's still the same thing once it's absorbed. Your body's not picky. It's not fussy. No, it's like, it's it's like this it's is sugar. Instantly insulin release. Storage. Quick. Let's go. The utilization. It's the biochemical reaction. Yeah. That's so, as simple as it is. So like this is why you're going to find even all these like little raw desserts that are with your more natural sugars, it's not – like it's still sugar. At the end of the day. So treat these as you would with anything yes, in moderation. moderation. It yeah. doesn't mean you can't have no, them. No, they're it, not evil. They're not bad. Yeah. But like moderation. And yes, they're going to have more of an addictive nature to them. Now you might say, well, Kirsty, like they've got micronutrients in them. So surely they're better for you than, you know, your ultra processed sugars. Mm. Yes, they are in the sense you're getting some micronutrients, but in the quantities that you're consuming them in, mm. you're still not going to be going for them for the micronutrients. Like, yes, if you're going to use sugar, they're mm. your better sources. So dates, maple syrup, honey mm. um, and coconut sugar are like slightly better because they contain a higher micronutrient level than obviously the ultra processed sugars. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about sugar, sugar is sugar and that's clear cut, black mm. and white. Then you've got your sweeteners. Yeah. So how do we even start with sweeteners? So like, so these are essentially sugar-free, so there's no glucose in so them for the body to use. Yes. So they're technically like keto-friendly kind of thing. But essentially the body, d- there's no glucose in them. The mm. body doesn't register and re- release insulin essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, now, <laughs> Nicole and I were trying to think about how to unpack this this morning because obviously like, so there's stevia. Now, stevia is actually a plant that looks like mint. Mm. And the actual leaf, when it's ground down at a very low temperature and it's in its green form, mm. can be okay for you or like fine. Mm-hmm. But well, I'll get to it in a second. Um, and also the sweetness comes from a naturally occurring chemical compound in the plant known as the steril glycosylate. It's a hard one to say. Steril glycosylates. Yeah. Which is the sweet part of it. However... There's a lot of debate, and you guys will be listening to this. Might be couldn't not address it with stevia. Is there is not enough evidence at the moment to support whether it is like a good or bad or harmful or not? Mm. There is definitely different levels of processing to stevia. So, like if you look at in the shops, is being bleached and refined in coals like Morley's when you see stevia. Mm. And yes, this is not going to be great for you. Like yes, if you've got type two diabetes and you know. You need really, really bad insulin yeah. resistance. Like it's not going to be a terrible option. But like look, the, the research that we've like come across so far, like it's done on like what we came across was like rat studies. Yeah. Um, and it was just very inconclusive, wasn't it? There was nothing solid to actually yeah, so show guess- that there is negative health outcomes from pure unrefined stevia. Yeah, and there's – so I guess there's a few different debates about it. Um, sometimes, obviously, as Kirsty said, with the really commercial products, mm. the chemicals they use in the, in the, studio, in the processing mm. technique can be harmful to our health, so mm-hmm. it's choosing the right type. Yeah. I guess the biggest thing that su- sparked people's interest and worry about it was um, – oh, my God, what's it called? The, the – um, about- World Health World Health Organization <laughs> yeah. put out a statement. My brain's not working. Yeah, World Health Organization put out a statement around um, non-sugar sweeteners, so yep. NSS, and it's got stevia in this broad category mm-hmm. also along 
artificial sweeteners mm-hmm. like um, like aspirate. Is that how you say it? Aspartate. Aspartate. Sorry, my brain is really not working today. There's, there's a lot of obviously, yeah, your ultra-processed chemical sugars. Yeah. So this was based on like systematic reviews, so evidence suggesting that it was more so even looking into body fat in adults. Yeah. So it's saying it doesn't help with reducing body fat. But once again, like what are these studies looking mm. at? Like are you taking into account dietary and lifestyle mm. factors or just using this? That sweetener itself is not going to obviously mm-hmm. necessarily lead to a loss in body fat. And there's so many but it's, it's more focusing on, yeah, there's so many elements Confounding that. factors. Yeah. Like you can't, like it's very hard. Like the evidence there, and this is what you got to really look at in anything in the world of nutrition is very rarely in the world of nutrition can you have black and white evidence that says like direct causation and effect of like or correlation effect, mm. causation effect. So directly that's like stevia causes this health outcome. Now we know the best example ever to this date is Smoking causes cancer. There is a direct mm. correlation. It's black and white. Mm. Whereas most things in the health world is very grey. And it is there's very hard. Research. And yeah. Evidence. And there's not being done randomised control trials mm. and high levels of evidence to support that it's harmful, if that makes sense. And then the, some of the studies that have been done is done on rats. Mm. So once again, that doesn't necessarily correlate to humans. So the level of evidence is quite low. So I think, look, to kind of like without confusing you guys like if you're going to use stevia i think like you know once again don't be consuming huge huge amounts of it once again like we say anything too much of it and also like go to like the bulk food store which they're all over australia and you Mm. can actually get the pure stevia that's green so it's a green powder Mm. and it's definitely way better for you than what you get in the coles and woolies and um, yeah, keep in mind with the World Health Organization, as we were saying, it was like a broad category of like what they referred to yes. as non-sugar sweeteners. So it also had these artificial sweeteners, which we'll get into in a minute, but there's more research kind of around mm. these artificial sweeteners and how they can be potentially more harmful to our health. Yep. So yeah, essentially, as Kirsty said, choose the best forms, like anything in moderation as yep. well. Um, we'll go through a few additional alternatives. You can have like monk fruit and things like yeah, that. Yeah, so that's our favourite one to use. Now, it's also pure monk fruit because unfortunately what you find in the shops, now there's nothing necessarily wrong with erythritol, but that's a sugar alcohol. Mm. But most monk fruits found in the supermarket are a combination of erythritol and monk fruit. They're not pure monk fruit, Mm. but essentially monk fruit. Now, if anyone hasn't heard of it, I'm not going to try and pronounce the biotanical name (laughs) of it because it's very weird. very long. (laughs) But essentially it's a fruit um, that looks like a small green melon. Um, And it's also got, contains naturally occurring chemical compounds known as monocytes or monogrossites, which are responsible for the sweet taste. Um, mm. now monk fruit, yeah, if you get the pure monk fruit extract has, there's no evidence to support it being having an issue. Yeah. And there's no significant effect on blood sugar levels. No, yeah, exactly. Which is the biggest thing is, and there, so therefore no addictive nature to it, yeah. if that makes sense. So that's why we love it. And I personally love the taste of it mm. and it's just a really, really good one for cooking and you can get. A few different brands. If you type monk fruit into Google, you can actually buy it online as well, like the pure monk fruit. Mm. But yeah, we find that's one of the best ones to use for cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, or we use a bit of pure, the green, um, unrefined stevia leaf mm. that's been properly um, 
refined, slightly refined. <laughs> it's been because at the end of the day, isn't this funny? I'm not going to go on about this too much, but like at the end of the day, most things we consume, this is the, this is the key understanding, guys, is are processed. Are processed. Like everything, generally speaking, that we see on our shelf has gone through a processing mm. technique as in like to give you an example, an apple still has gone through a processing technique from picking to washing to transportation to getting in your supermarket. Mm. It's still a process and that's mm-hmm. considered processing. However, this is where the key word is ultra processed and there's, so there's levels of processing. Mm-hmm. We want things that have been very much closest to their natural state, if that makes sense. So, for instance, the bleaching of stevia to make it white is a, a lot more processed than the stevia leaf being mm crushed at a low temperature and then you're seeing that the grain mm. powder you're consuming in mm. your product. So does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Um, so erythritol is a sugar alcohol that is found naturally occurring in some fruits and fermented foods. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have alcohol in it. It doesn't get you drunk, unfortunately, guys. Um, so I guess the main concern, not concerned with it, but if you are experiencing any gastrointestinal yeah, issues, I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. It can make you feel really bloated. Sugar alcohols <laughs> can definitely affect your stomach. So if you're you're consuming quite a few like sugar-free products, you're like, why the fuck am I so bloated all the time? We'll find that quite a few people can't digest sugar alcohols very yeah. well. So that's a very cool. And xylitol is another one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So once again, there's nothing bad with erythritol, but it's just a sugar alcohol, but um. Yeah, just once again, it's very individual. Yeah, if you're. But I would say my favorite out of the list of any, if you want to use anything that's sugar free, would be pure monk fruit extract, which mm. I love. So mm-hmm. that's why we use that, mm-hmm. and amazing for our patients with like insulin resistance or yeah, that's just PCOS insulin resistance and things like that. Yeah. Um. Now, do you want to talk about artificial sweeteners? Yes, we'll just briefly speak about that. But um, artificial sweeteners, so they're chemically made. And so, therefore, the body's not able to metabolize them or mm-hmm. doesn't have the correct enzymes mm-hmm. to metabolize them. So, they're not them. actually coming from a plant. Yeah. Unlike stevia and monk fruit. Yeah. So, they're far more potent than mm-hmm. natural alternatives, which also means that they can overstimulate sugar receptors mm-hmm. in our body. And that can actually limit our tolerance for more complex tastes. So, it means that if then you, if you have this constantly like artificial sweeteners which are often found things like in things like diet coats and sugar-free products Mm -hmm. it can actually affect how your taste receptors respond to like any naturally occurring Mm. sweeteners so um like fruit you Mm. might not find fruit as sweet Mm -hmm. as usual because it's affecting your sugar receptors so therefore you require or feel like you need even more sweetness, if that makes sense, because how it's affecting these sugar receptors. Yeah. yeah. Um, labeling also is very hard to sometimes read, or the marketing can be very oh, sneaky. So sneaky. Because they often have even just numbers like um, so nine five one nine five four sucre, and then there's like sucralose. Um, Sparta. So I always can't say that right. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah. So a lot of these, yeah, as I said, is found in like sugar-free nine products like Coke, no sugar and so on. Nine five zero. There's a lot. So look out for all those numbers. Essentially, guys, try to avoid eating any food that has numbers. Like if you don't know how to say it, mm. don't eat it. I love that saying. Yeah. But also just try to avoid any foods with these no preservatives and artificial sweeteners. And these are the ones that are – but then this is the debate as well, which I think – I don't know. I don't know what I think here, but like, are you better off to have the Coke sugar or the Coke no sugar? Like with the neither, 
they that's what I mean, neither. Suck. Yeah. One's just filled with have a, a kombucha gel. Have a literally, and that's what I mean. Like some people, I get asked that You're question often. Either. Am I better off with artificial sweeteners or the sugar? And it's like, well, really, at the end of the day, neither, neither, yeah. neither, neither. So yeah, it obviously can affect that side of things with sugar receptors. Um, also more research about how they can lead to or be a contributing factor to things like metabolic syndrome, diabetes mm-hmm. and cardiovascular mm-hmm. disease. It can also negatively impact our gut microbiome. Mm-hmm. So all in all, it's definitely something we wouldn't recommend or to have like anything yeah. in moderation, like yeah. don't have it daily. Just yeah. because it has quote unquote no sugar does not mean yes. it's better for no. you. And unfortunately, I haven't looked fully into the what's in the products, but I think that brand No Shoe it's filled with a lot of crap. I don't – it's not artificial sweeteners. No. Though. I think it's sugar, alcohol. Like yeah, erythritol, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it's still filled with a lot of extra, like, crap. Yeah, it's another thing. Like we always say, like, mm. gluten-free, dairy-free, like, don't sugar be free. that that's healthier. But even sugar-free, like, mm. be careful. If it says just, like, 100% monk fruit or yeah. stevia, then – Yeah, there's a few products in the market. Better. But, yeah, which – Like, yeah. um, the health lab have new, like, sugar-free products and theirs actually is fairly good. Is like, it? the little diamonds, they use monk fruit. Cool. I'm 95% sure. Or erythritol? Uh, maybe they use both. I know they do use monk fruit. Mm, okay. But, yeah, so just be really careful. And I think the key is, guys, like I know plenty of people will say, I don't have time to cook this stuff, but, like, it's just a priority. Like I always pull people up on this. I'm like, make it a priority. Chuck, like make some bliss pills. It'll take you five yeah. minutes chucking your food process. So that's Chuck just some monk fruit in the weekend. Done. Done. <laughs> Or even like things like some, I mean, if you're insulin resistant, you're going to be like, I don't want to like, obviously too much bananas and stuff, but even like a banana bread with a little bit of monk fruit and then bananas, that is like. And you're getting the fiber component from the banana. Yeah, it's good. So Um, tips for beating sugar cravings. Which I feel like we have spoken about in our previous podcast. I feel like we don't really. Let's keep it simple. Well, eat whole foods. Yeah, literally. And I think the key guys is like, as you can hear, we are very much about, and that's one thing we point of difference at Pure Health is we do really advocate a sugar, a low sugar to sugar free life. And with those processed Exactly. And as we said, like we've spoken about this in so many of our podcasts, you know our philosophy around food with eating whole foods, but when you're getting that balance of like protein, Mm. complex carbs, healthy fats, Mm -hmm. this is supporting that blood sugar stability. It's supporting your hormones, satiety. So when you have these balanced meals in your day, you're not going to crave Mm. these sugary foods as much because the more packaged products you have with it, the more you crave that and leads to this disruption. So. yeah, sorry. Yeah, so essentially, say? yeah, if you eat whole foods and make everything as much as you can from scratch and cut out all the sugar, you'll find that you won't be craving sugar all the time. But if you go listen to, was it episode 16? On 15. Why, 15 on why am I always craving sugar? Like there are so many underlying elements of why you'd be craving sugar mm-hmm. all the time. Today was more of an education around like our philosophy around should I quit sugar and mm. kind of understanding different types of sugar. And going a bit more into the science there. But like in terms of like, yeah, if you're always craving sugar, there's definitely something going on. Um, whether and once again go listen to episode 15, 16 mm. on like, you know, it's like to do with like your overall daily intake of like mm. Nicole just said, you're balancing your meals, blood sugar dysregulation, um, gut issues going, underlying gut issues like candida and things like that. There's so many factors. Yeah. And sugar's not like necessarily the enemy. Like no, sugar is found in all food. Sugar's even there's even yeah. sugar in nuts. Yes. But it's such obviously a small amount. The sugar in your even fruit. with fruit, I guess we haven't really yeah. and we won't delve into that too much. But like fruit is still a like a great source yeah. of 
naturally occurring sugars because it's got the fiber component there. Yeah. So you aim for the whole fruit versus fruit juice, juice because yeah. you've got that fiber there. Like yeah. nature has got a perfectly packaged product to yes. help with your blood sugar. And then we go fucking refine everything <laughs> and then it's – And there's obviously different glycemic index mm. with these fruits. So, yeah, obviously we don't need and to go like But if you've got seeds. insulin resistance, you would have more low glycemic index and yeah. more limit the fructose to like 25 yeah. grams a day. So yeah. maybe two to three servings of fruit. But, you know, I love saying <laughs> – you know what I see a lot, I don't love seeing this, is people that go cut out fruit because they're trying to lose weight and they're like, I need to cut out all fruit. But then what do they think? What do you think they go do? Then they go eat all these like chocolate Artificial bars and, and just like all this other crap. And also, guys, the more you have things like complex carbs and have these things in Protein. your diet, it's gonna going to assist with satiety. Like mm. a lot of the time when you're cutting out big food yeah. groups, you're going to crave things a lot more yeah. like – there's a reason for all these nutrients in our diet yep. and even things like magnesium and chromium, they're amazing for our blood sugar yep. stabilization and supporting carbohydrate metabolism. So we need all these micronutrients and macronutrients that you're getting in your whole mm. foods for a reason. It mm. stabilizes that response. So yep. don't, yeah, essentially focus on the basics yep. instead of going for a sugar-free processed product. Yeah, 100%. And another thing I think the big key thing is focus on the quality of ingredients that you're consuming mm. versus the calories. Mm. Um, like, yes, you want to look at like the sugar content in a product, but I would much rather someone go for something that's like, depending on the health condition of the person, but like whole foods. Yeah. Um, and yeah. 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 That's so, a very good point. How yeah. many products out there that are low calorie, but they're full of absolute no. shit. Yeah. Like that's just like not doing any good for your body. So yeah. The biggest thing it kind of comes back to last week's podcast as well is eat whole foods 99% mm. of the time. Make stuff always come back to that. We'll always come back to that because that is the most optimum way to eat is eating things from scratch. Yeah. And unfortunately that's where, like I said last week, the industrialization of food and that's where it's driven a lot of issues in our world mm. today and this is where chronic disease is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sugar is just one of the p- parts of the picture but I think if we can make things from scratch, use things like monk fruit, mm. that food behaviour that comes with the overconsumption of food is going to completely decrease. Mm. And naturally with the food products that Nicole and I suggest eating, we like those yummy like brownies and stuff like that. They're filled with healthy fats and protein as well and they're low in sugar. So you feel so satisfied. Like Mm. my gooey chocolate brownie that we had at our launch, like everyone Mm. was obsessed with and it's so satisfying. Mm -hmm. And you just notice a difference. If you went and baked a batch of Betty Crocker, um, I don't know why, brownies from the supermarket, the packet mix, like let's be honest, once you start on one, you're like, oh, my God. I have to have ten. But if you have homemade ones with like yeah, check out pure health's instagram we've always got some beautiful recipes and a secret project launching in february a gift that oh. keeps on giving oh. anyway so, we'll have more content about as we said how to navigate the upcoming month in that upcoming episodes we do have an amazing guest speaker next yes week. endometriosis all on that so stay tuned for that podcast She's episode amazing oh, we're so excited to have her in and yeah and then we will be taking a break over the christmas time to enjoy time with family and friends but um we'll be back with our podcast in 2024 but we've still got another Scary. at least three episodes left of the year how many episodes have we got left of the year yeah, we've got three one two holy crap we've got three episodes left so that's very exciting um but yeah we've been doing the podcast for like over a year now 
when did we start it? I don't remember. I don't know. It was mm. definitely last year. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, as I always finish today's podcast with guys, um, pretty much all of us are fully booked for the rest of the year, to be honest with you. I don't think Alex even has like any spots left. I always like <laughs> say it for Alex, but like I yeah, there might be she's one or so two with her. But she's so fully booked as well. She like comes to me the other way, she's like cursed. This extra stuff you need me to do, like, I can't do it. I'm fully booked. Like, this is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> we are all, like, just we need, like, hence I've got a natural pass starting soon. Like, work is insane at the moment. I knew this would happen when the clinic opened. But, like, yeah, we are, like, the very busiest grateful. we have ever been, which is, yeah, very, very grateful. So thank you again all for all your support because the busier yeah. we are, it means the more lives that are being changed and the more women and men that are feeling better essentially, which just makes us mm. so happy and that's why we do what we do, don't we? Yes. Um, 100%. But, yeah, if you guys have any podcast requests or anything in the future, let us know. But we have a fully booked day of clients and we will talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.